Thank you for listening to this episode of Courtside Indiana Podcast. Please hit the subscribe or add button on your podcast app to get them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. As always, we'd appreciate our rating and review. And you can reach us directly on our Courtside Indiana Twitter at CourtsideIND. Welcome to episode 158 of Courtside Indiana Podcast. Jim Reamer, joined by Zach, Tyler, yes. Zach, just the two of us today. Yes, sir. Holidays still, holiday weekend. Clip, uh, Clip Dominique and the, and Kyler's uh, doing IU, combination IU stuff, but I think he's out of town. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, we, uh, but basketball's here. We finally have games to talk about. That's a good thing, right? That's a good thing. Where'd you go? Uh, I went to Michigan, Ohio State yesterday. Oh, nice. Yep, yep. Who are you rooting for there? Uh, it was kind of just to be there, to be there. So, had a good time. Got my got my picture with Brady Quinn, even though I can't stand Notre Dame. So that's kind of cool, right? Nice, I guess. You have a vanity uh, wall. Those are those are things I kind of make fun. I, I, the idea of an adult vanity wall is, yeah. So I do. I because I have a picture with Izzo from, from last <laughs> last year. I have a picture with uh, Marcus Freeman, Notre Dame's head coach. Also, yeah. so I'm getting I'm getting some things going here. <laughs> uh, I'm against adult vanity walls. That's all right. <laughs> um. Let's say the last autograph I got was when I was 14. And it was uh, Mo Sanford for the Reds. He was an upcoming pitcher, like a Jeez. like a big time prospect, and just never okay. never panned out. Uh there was a uh, old timers game at, at the Hoosier Dome back when it was still the Hoosier Dome, actually before the Colts came here. And they had uh, a baseball card show that was running at the same time, like um, by design. Huge baseball card show. And I would collect the baseball cards until I was probably my early mid-20s. Um, until they started to become a business and I kind of got out of it. But I still got a ton. Um, I sell those. I Yeah, I've got some good ones. I do, and I even have some good ones from the 50s and 60s, too, Jeez. that I sort of inherited. Um, But, I, you know, I got baseball from – I mean, I got a signed baseball by Joe DiMaggio. I've got one by Hank Aaron. So, I mean, I've got some good stuff on there, but Hank Aaron was at the um, the, um, the Hyatt Regency. And we used to, as kids, we used to do elevator races in the Hyatt Regency because it's this huge, it's a, you know, it's like a 25-story hotel or whatever, however big it is. And it's the glass atrium and all that. So we were in there screwing around and we saw Hank Aaron come down the escalator. That's when I got Jeez. his autograph. But the look on his face when I got his autograph, he was just like, can't people just leave me alone? Huh. That was basically that was basically the gist of it, and I felt bad. It kind of flipped me on on getting autographs after that point. Sure, um, <laughs> but um, actually, most Stanford had to be when I was in my early twenties. So to be fair to to be fair to you, and writing vanity walls and stuff like that, getting autographs because <laughs> that was a fantasy baseball thing. It was like, oh my god, there's my guy, and he was a red, so. All right, enough about enough spitballing here. Enough about that, yeah. Didn't... We uh, we got games to talk about. We're gonna 
do like we did last, like we had we did last year, best game, best team, best player. Could be best player performance or best player. I'd rather it be best player performance. Um rather than just rattle through guys that we always talk about. Like I saw Kokomo last night. We'll talk about that. Um but at the same time, you know, we want we do want to recognize other people that aren't getting high major offers every week. Right. Or, or not committed top. somewhere. Or yeah, definitely, yeah. Um but right now our recruiting update that I, I sent it to you. Well, you already yep. knew we just yep. did them. Okay. Go ahead and read them off since that's you haven't done this in a while. Are you sure? Are you good? You good? Man. It's gonna be iffy. Are you good? Can you handle it? Okay. I got I got these two, <laughs> I think. All right, go. There's yeah, there's a whopping two. It's awesome. Two. Two, two. commitments. Easing you no. back in. Yep. Appreciate that. <laughs> uh two commitments this week. We had Austin Willoughby from Whiteland committing to D3 Manchester. He had a lot of D3 offers. Uh, and then Cade Brenner from Northwood uh, is heading to Huntington. It was between Huntington and Indiana Wesleyan. Those are the only two offers we had recorded and that I am aware of. Both of those schools, if I'm not mistaken, might help if I spell Manchester right. Both of those schools picking up a decent a decent group, right? Manchester's got Connor mm-hmm. Lemon from Central Noble and Austin Willoughby. Huntington has a, has a number of commits for this year, don't they? Uh, or am I just missing that? I just, for some reason, I thought they had more than two. Lane and Beagle, Cade Brenner. Do they, do they have for some somebody else from Fort Wayne or something, maybe? Yeah, I can't remember either. Um, no, maybe not in terms of the number of commits. I thought they had a bigger, a bigger selection. I was wrong. It's still a good class for both those. I mean, Willoughby's going to be good at Manchester. Yeah. I was going to ask you about him. I haven't seen him play. Um, you think any, some NAIs might've missed out on him or is he, is D3 going to be a really good level for him? I mean, I think it's going to be a good level for him. I think he's a bit in between, um, I think he's a, I think he's a bit in between positions, and he probably maximizes his recruiting where he's just kind of a three, where he's just a three. He's got good. He would have. That's about his size. I mean, he's six four, maybe. I mean, and he's he's a tough kid. He's a very strong kid. He's a good athlete. Not a great athlete, but a good athlete. Um, he would be, I think he'd be an outstanding middle linebacker or outside linebacker, maybe not middle linebacker. I think he'd be an outstanding outside linebacker. He's, I mean, he's a good, he's a strong looking kid and, and a, and a good athlete. He shot the ball well, a little bit this summer. I know he, I know he played well. We played him and um, he was on the same team with Ethan McComb, who got that Butler walk on offer uh, last week. Um, but he, he's it's hard to say like you look at Cade Brenner you know that's point guard who can all you know who can really really shoot it and right and Willoughby's going to be one of those jack of all trades dudes maybe master of none in college um, and you know somewhere there's a compliment built into that statement um, he just does a lot of things well sure those guys and, are good to have 
Yeah, they are. And he's a glue guy. He's a good defender. And you know, you're gonna have to guard him. But um, you know, he's I don't know that he'll be a kid they're running stuff for. Um but you know, again, he's he just does a lot of things well. You're gonna he also would be a kid you couldn't keep off the court. So that'd be the that'd be the flip side of that. Right, right. He I mean, he had about every D three in state on right. him. And offered him. All right, man. Well, I guess we do David Merriweather. We need to talk about that just a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Six six ten center, senior center who transferred from Metropolitan to uh, Lawrence North. Lost all of his built-in eligibility options. I guess they could have – I don't know if they went the court route. I guess they could have gone that that direction with it. Uh, but but chose not to. Instead, he he went. He chose to go to prep school. Real Salt Lake is where he ended up, right? That's what you were telling. Yeah, me? that's what we just saw. Yeah. All I know about that group is that the group that owns Real Madrid in Spain has started this school over here. And I know at one point they had talked about starting a few of them across the country. But Real Salt Lake is their first at least for a namesake wise in, into the U S and, and I want to say, is that, that's, isn't that where Draven Gibbs went? Yeah. I was going to mention that too. Yeah. That's where Draven Gibbs was. I started to say, um, Mikey Saunders, but he went to the other, another school in Utah and then ended up at Utah. I mean, it's, I don't, you know, I don't know the, the details of his transfer, but it's unfortunate that he has to leave the state. There are rules. We, we we touch on transfer stuff all the time. There are transfer rules that if you follow them, it's pretty darn easy to get eligible. Right. Now, it favors those who are willing and able to move. Um, and it also favors the unwritten rule of keeping your mouth shut. I, I don't know any details of his transfer other than just that he did. I mean, we didn't know he transferred until he showed up in June. Right. Um, no, he didn't even play with them in June. That was the thing. I didn't know he transferred until until the fall, until September. Um, but, you know, it's unfortunate that he's not going to be able to have a good senior year because he has really improved. And it, it, was, it was fun watching his development. And it was good to see what he would do at a bigger school playing a, a tougher schedule. Although, you know, Metropolitan's got, what, a couple of decent games coming up. I would imagine they would take a thumping even with him there because their their guard play is still um, kind of suspect. At least, you know, to some of the teams are, they plan on playing. Have you had you got a chance to see him play at all? No, I did not. Um, just where he came from to where he is now. They play Fishers this week. They just got beat by 38 by Lafayette Jeff. They, I mean, they later play, you know, Tech and Tenley. They play Linton at the end of the year, Attics. So it's it's not a typical 1A schedule. But they are a 1A team, and, and some of their other games that are sprinkled in there are going to be would, – would not provide much challenge. That's actually not a bad schedule. 
not sure what Coach Jackson's thinking. I think he's probably thinking we have David Merriweather. We need to schedule up a little bit. Right. And then he left. Oops. Yeah. We got a brutal one coming up. Anyway. Um, so hopefully he goes out there and does well and he continues his recruiting his recruiting trajectory. I mean, definitely, you know, he's got some D1 offers. Um, and, um, you know, I think right now he's a mid, right now most of his offers are mid-major. He's got offers from Moorhead State, Southern Indiana, Illinois State, Miami of Ohio, and IUPUI. His last offer came on July 10th, Moorhead State. Um, so he's he's got that low mid-major range i think he's more of a mid i think he would do really well in the valley and if he continued to if he can continue to trend the shape he's in um then he's you know you might you may not we might see him at a high major you never know great hands um pretty good touch around the basket he just he would be challenged he would be a lot like um Michael Durr that played for Indiana last year. So he'd be kind of a little bit slow on the slow side, laterally. Um, but but just really improving player. All right. Best game, best team, best player. What was your best game this week? Oh, so I was at Riley versus Laporte Tuesday night. Then I was at Munster for their game against Hammond Knoll or Bishop Knoll uh, Wednesday night. I'll tell you what, lots of turnovers in both those games. That's well, early. Well, I know, I know. Lots of kids getting the rust off. Officials getting the rust off too, obviously. Wait, officials had turnovers? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, man, best game would have to probably be the Knoll-Munster game, I guess, just because Riley and Laporte was so sloppy, I think, both ways. Uh, Laporte, for most had of the game. Laporte had Fishers down yesterday heading in the fourth quarter. I mean, they got some tough pieces, and I'm going to talk about one of them with my, my best player, my best prospect is going to be from that game. But, yeah, the, the Munster, Munster game was pretty good. Uh, kept it kept it close. Noel kept it kind of close. The, uh, Trilly and Cundiff got into foul trouble for Munster. Trilly is the move in from Arizona, Northern Michigan commit. Yeah, uh, last year. He moved in, yep, yeah, last year. Yep, moved in last year. But but yeah, that was the, the best game I was at probably this weekend. Cause yesterday the Ohio State Michigan game was not good. That does yeah, that doesn't count anymore. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say that I've been adjacent to the the, the shoe. When they've had a game, <laughs> we were there. We used to play an event in the fall back when there was a, a recruiting period in September. We would go to either Columbus or we would go to um, Iowa City. And so the one year we were at Columbus when the, when Ohio State had a football game, uh, never again. <laughs> no, never again. I don't, I'm not a big college football guy. Yeah. But yeah, never, never again, unless they've changed their uh, traffic patterns and how they handle traffic. 
And I'm not one of those guys. I mean, I'll go to a Colts game. Somebody called me now and go to the Colts. Well, they don't play today, but I was just say if somebody called me now and said, "All right, let's go to the Colts game," I would. We'd, the recording would end, and I'd be going down there right now. Sure. Um, but yeah, that was. I, I tend to stay away from college, large college venues because they tend to be. Yeah. They don't tend to have a whole lot of traffic in mind, and yeah. Um. Indiana's not bad. Purdue's not bad, but neither one of those, especially Indiana, neither one of those has big crowds. So <laughs> my dislike of college football is pretty. I'm just not. No, yeah, I'm not. Interested. <laughs> I'm not hugely interested in. Although I did watch the Notre Dame USC game on TV last night. Ew. It was right in front of me. Second half, at least. Um, my best game. I mean, I saw. I saw three pretty decent games. Uh, Carmel Zionsville, Garen Catholic versus Park Tudor last night. Kokomo, sort of a screwed up day for me, but luckily Kokomo was at Westfield, so that made life easy. I mean, even if it was at Kokomo, it would have been pretty easy. I planned on going to Peoria to watch uh, Carmel. I was really looking forward to that, and then my day kind of got screwed up and wasn't going to give me enough time to get out there. Um. I think from an overall game standpoint, I'm going to go with Garen Catholic against um, against Park Tudor. Just because of the back-and-forth nature of that game, uh, both teams, a lot of shot-making. Uh, every time you'd think Garen Catholic would maybe get control of the game, Park Tudor would come roaring back. And then at the very end, uh, Park Tudor won. They, you know, they won with – they had a four-point win. They uh, they hit free throws down the stretch. They got control just enough that uh, Garen had the foul, and and they they converted at the free throw line. Uh, Jermaine Coleman came alive in the second half. He's as good of a shooter he is. He's still a much better player when he's moving without the ball because he's so damn long and he's so skilled. And I mean, he can space. Garen played a lot of zone against them. And he was taking, he was getting looks. Of course, they're going to be open at that range from near the volleyball line. And there were probably a couple shots. I'm like, he really settled. But then in the second half, when he was moving, it just was a different player for them and 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 a different player to have to guard. Um, and I thought he, he played really well. I thought Robert Ruffin played really well. I have usually have trouble saying that name because of all the, the, the all the R's that are right there together. Um, he shot well. Uh, they they got uh, maybe better guard play than what I thought they were going to have coming into the game. I thought that would be the advantage for Garen. It was pretty even. Um, Hudson Horvath is a sophomore that comes off the bench for them. I I got to imagine he's going to find a place in that starting rotation pretty soon. I don't know that it fully matters to, doesn't really matter to start. I'd rather finish than start. He finished for them. He's a good shooter. He's a, he's a guard. We're going to hear a decent amount about probably a little undersized for what he's, for what he does. He he reminds me, he's going to be a lot like, uh, like Davidson who go, who went to Wabash and had a great career. Like if Hudson went to a big school, he'd probably have a harder time getting to the varsity uh, but then he would have a really good junior senior year, just like the younger Davidson um, kid there at Wabash. And I think Davidson graduated from Wabash. Their all time leading scorer was a Division three All American. I think he was 
I can't remember if he won player of the year or not. I know there was a Twitter discussion with his brother <laughs> that uh, it was pretty amusing. Uh, Eric's Eric's pretty uh, spicy on Twitter every now and then, <laughs> as if I'm not. But um, but no, Gary Catholic uh, had a really good – they've got to transfer Dylan Morans. We talked about him in our, our preview. Six seven forward from Carmel transfer over to Garen. He was really good at the start, and he had a good second half. He just had the battle foul trouble for much of the game. Uh, they got big shots from Robert Sorensen. They got big shots from Lucas Parker. Um, another Carmel transfer. He transferred in last year, and then Camilla Chandler was um, was outstanding for for Garen Catholic. Little guard. He transferred in from Fishers last year. So Garen definitely got some. Uh, Got some kid out kids outside of their uh, their diocese as far as uh, Catholic school kids, but um, you know definitely got bolstered by those three guys or three of those guys, and they were uh, it was there was a good game, but Park Tudor at the end of it was just a little bit too much for him, and and Jermaine Coleman really turned the game around in the second half. Who was your what was your best team? Oh, I first, I was going to mention I. I that Munster Noel game, I was able to see Jaden Reyna too, so that was good yeah. to to get eyes on him since he moved in from Illinois. Um, I screwed something up there, didn't I? I mean, I <clears throat> we 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 had I thought we they had transfers going in, they had transfers going out. Okay, it's still good to see Jaden. Oh, definitely. Yeah, he's about. I mean, he's an Indiana kid. We talked about him during the transfer pod. Uh, he was an Indiana kid that went to school in Illinois. And now is back in Indiana at Hammond Knoll. He's actually reclassed at some point there too. Oh, did he, he okay? He, yeah, he was in 2023. But he's also, I think at that point he was young for his grade. So you know, you know, reclassing is so much more common now than it's not even a really a thing anymore, it seems like. But but when you're young, it, it makes sense to do it. Sure, sure. Uh but yeah, so it was good to see him. Uh, my best player, I'm going to go with uh, Laporte, a kid from Laporte, a junior, 6'5", I'd say forward, Rylan Kizkowski. Kiz- yeah. Yep, Kizkowski. Super long, uh, shot the ball well, actually, against Riley. Was able to bring it up a few times, led some fast breaks. Yeah, decent passer for his for his position, too. Uh, he he really he took some things over in that game and, and helped. Laporte come back to win that one pretty big actually late in the end. Uh, they just had trouble with his size and his length defensively. Those long arms, it was tough to score over him at the rim. And uh, so this is your team, the best team. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. This was my best player. All right, oh, keep going. You're fine. Sorry, I'm going out of order. Man, best player. I I, I had to get him in there. We got to re- we got to start the pot over. We got to start yep, the pot start it all over. Start it all over. We can't have this. We can't have anarchy start the year <laughs> uh anyway yep so That's what was that player. spell his last name do you know his, how do you spell yep. his last name k-i-e-s-z okay o-w-s-k-i it's gotta be that's that's uh polish polish right s-k-i kazowski kazkowski k-i-e-s-z k-o-w-s-k-i damn what is it with the Northern Indiana kids? No kidding. K I E 
K-I-E-S-Z. Okay. K-O-W-S-K-I. Huh. He's 6'5", like I said, junior. Pretty. He's athletic, too. Uh, didn't show much of a post game, but he rebounded well. I just I really liked him. I think he's really he's somebody that could could uh, play at the next level for sure. For sure. Yeah. Lower D one even maybe if he. I'm guessing that's I'm guessing that's who had the good game against Fisher yesterday because. Okay, uh, number fourteen as it was. was what yeah, because Dominique was texting me during the Laporte Fisher's game, and he was. Um, he was saying Laporte. He wasn't at the game though. He was watching on stream. He said Laporte had a kid that yep. that was really uh Trump that really given Fisher's fits. I'd assume that was him. It, it could have been Kyle Kirkham too. He's a senior guard. Yeah. He's pretty tough, but all right. Well, who was your best team? Who was your best team then? All right, bouncing back. Best team. I'm going with Munster. Coach Hackett. Yeah. Had the guys firing on all cylinders against Noel. Um I did mention Trilly and David Cundiff, who was their junior point guard, got in foul trouble in the second quarter. They sat out. They had another junior, Nolan Kinsella, really step up for them. They they showed their depth also against Noel. He went five or six deep probably. Um, he might have even played everybody. Not that he had to, but he just did because I he, he trusts these kids, I feel like, and – I thought they'd be a little more down than what they were, but man, Trilly is so good. And and Cundiff, I really like him as a he I could see him at the AI level as a point guard, strong guard, and they just played really well. Yeah, I wonder what position he would play at, at this these next two years. So he plays the point for them, Cundiff. Yep, yep, yep. He brings okay. the ball up. Okay. He's he's a bulldog, six six foot. He's really tough. Man, I you know, my best team. I mean, you you really couldn't. I'm going to hedge here a little bit because really impressed with how Westfield played Kokomo yesterday, and by that I mean how Westfield played Flory Badunga yesterday. Uh, and Coach Sumner had an outstanding game plan for them. I don't, you know, if we want to talk about it later, we can. Well, we we will because I'm my best players coming from that game. <laughs> My my best team of the week again. These are teams. These are games we saw. So yep. these this isn't saying this is the best team. And I'm hedging, I guess, because it's going to be Carmel. Their game against Zionsville, especially their second half, um, where they just once the game sped up, it was Carmel chewed them up. I mean, both teams are good defensively. It was 13 to 10 at halftime. Uh, both teams are have a lot of a lot of length. Um, Zionsville's longer at, at, at all positions. I mean, they're basically, they, I mean, I think their shorter starter six, two and Imes is their point guard at six, four. I mean, they've got a lot of length everywhere. Um, and it's not that Carmel's doesn't have a lot of, can't throw out lineups without a lot of length, but they also start too small or started two small underclassmen guards. And something will change there. And once I would assume at some point Jared Bonds gets in the starting lineup. I don't know if he started yesterday or not. Um, but the way they played in the second half offensively, and I'm I, again, I'll say it every time I'm a motion snob. So I love the way that Carmel plays. You know, they don't have to, you know, they go out and, 
you know, score 30 points and a half or, or, you know, 40 points and a half. It's not unusual to see that it's, but they, they also can grind it down and, and beat you down with it if they want to. And they were patient in the first half. And then as the game started to speed up a little bit, they were outstanding in the second half and carved up Zionsville pretty well. Um, you know, Zionsville's understandably going to do a lot of things to make sure that Nick Ricard gets a lot of touches. Um, but at the same time, you know, Carmel had answers for that, just like Westfield had answers for Badunga last night. Um, it, it's um, it, it's players like that are such targets offensively that they're also targets defensively, and they they take the most crap. And and you know, Rickhart struggled to the very end. I'm struggled to the very end. I mean, you got to credit Carmel for the way they guarded those two guys. Jake Griffin did an outstanding job on Imes. I want to say he had six of his 12 points in the final couple of minutes. Um, also had an incredible find of Rick Hart in the half court late. Uh, it was a great read on his part. But at the end of it, Carmel was just, they just were effective and they were hitting shots. They got guys who can shoot it. And they got guys who are willing to step up and, and take shots. And um, I'm anxious to see them. I'm anxious to see Carmel versus Ben Davis and Carmel versus Cathedral. I'm wait, I'm looking forward for those games. I'll definitely be at those two games. Your best player was Ryan Kaskowski. Rylan, yep. Rylan. Rylan. All right, I got to get that right. Is it A-N or E-N? R-Y-L-A-N. A-N, okay. Junior. My best player performance. This is how we, we this is how we should do this, is performance. Is <laughs> Trey Buchanan from Westfield. Five foot ten, maybe. They got a guard that's, that's listed five nine. There's no way the kid's five nine. They've got a sophomore guard. I mean, Westfield played three sophomores yesterday, uh, and none of them looked like they'd be varsity players, but they were they were pretty effective. <laughs> They're good. It's a uh, one of them really thin, and one of them super small. It's kind of it's, I was like, wait, really? That kid's playing. Um, I didn't see the JV game, so I don't know if they had any JV minutes. They both came in in the first quarter. But Buchanan was was good yesterday. And, and the, the key there is that the first half, <laughs> Westfield got three shots at the rim. Also, oh, well, maybe four, four shots at the rim. All of them were blocked, every single one of them. And I don't know if Badunga got three of them. Um, Hardeman got one of them. And they got two in one possession. And after the the one that the one where they had two in one possession, you know, you could see Alex Romack's brain churning, like how his footwork around the basket is phenomenal. So, but watching him, watching him gyrate around, try to gyrate around Badunga, it was was interesting and Badunga is so disciplined that's one of the more impressive things about Florida Badunga is how disciplined he is on defense and but then also how high he can get obviously to get to get to his shot so but then in the second half I don't know if it was let's just say Westfield got to the basket in the second half and the first and I don't know if it's something they changed they changed their spacing or what they got a couple of nice back cuts Buchanan received two passes from Romack 
And that was the thing they did a little bit differently in the second half, I think, is they had Romack more away from the basket running offense through him there, which is exactly how he he's going to be used or how he'll be effective in college. Um, he's not – I mean, while he is a good low post player, he has certainly developed his game to where he can facilitate offense on the perimeter. And he he handled the ball. He tried to drive Badunga. And, again, Badunga's very good defensively. I mean, this was – it was interesting to watch those two guys go at it. But Buchanan was the benefactor of that because it took Badunga away from the basket. And so as Buchanan was able to cut his way through or penetrate, especially in transition – you know, not 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 like fast break transition, but like secondary transition stuff. Uh, Buchanan was able to find his way to the basket. He had a couple threes. I want to say he ended up with 18 points last night, and was and and Badunga ended up having a good game statistically. He only had two points in the first half. He had 17 in the second. So it wasn't like Flory didn't have a good game, but but defensively. Whatever adjustments Westfield made, other than the, it just had to be the Romac one was the main one. It was moving him away from the paint. Um, and it wasn't like he wasn't in the paint the whole time, but he just was out on the perimeter more. And then when they got the lead, they really took Romac up top. He went from the high post area to the basically the top. Like he was catch, getting passes at half court. And Badunga could guard him out there. And Romack's going to get a lot of stuff driving the ball this year, uh, but he could not beat Romack. But that gave Buchanan the room he needed to finish, and those you know he was he was fabulous. Uh, they've also got a senior Sam Bishop who shot the ball well yesterday. I kind of thought he should have played more last year for them, uh, which may have helped him when they played Kokomo in the regional. Um, but. He definitely came, you know, definitely stepped up yesterday, and I, I look for him to have a good senior year for Westfield. So, so my player of the week is, or my player performance of the week was, or um, Trey Buchanan. Anything else you want to talk about? It's kind of a short one, isn't it? Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, we got to talk about our locks yeah. coming up, and oh yeah, that kind of. Thing well, I mean, any other any other business? Where where games are you going to this week? Um. It's going to be tricky for me to get out this week on Tuesday. Uh, Wednesday, I think I'm going to get to the Michigan State-Notre Dame men's game. That's a late one on Wednesday night. So I'm going to hit that up. Uh, Friday, going to do either St. Joe Adams or Triton at Northwood. Uh, and then Saturday, I'm going to do f- two games. Fort Wayne South comes over and plays at Washington on during the day. So I'll get to see Scotty Reynolds and whatever else Fort Wayne South has to offer. And then yep. I'm going to hit up uh, Crown Point and is coming over to Penn Saturday night. So I'll see that game. I'll be surprised if that's not your game of the week. If that's not your best game, that's a, that's a good matchup. That was a fun one last year. Games this week. I mean, games I'm going to this week: Scottsburg at Peak and Eastern. Ben Davis at Southport coming up uh, Wednesday, uh, Friday. What's Friday looking like? Fishers, Noble. I mean, I might be at Fishers next three games, seems like. Fishers plays Noblesville Friday. That'll be a good one. Fishers plays Mount Vernon on Saturday. That'll be a good one. Cathedral Brebuff coming up this week. Um, 
like you said, Penn. Oh no, Penn. That so you're going to Penn Saturday. Penn Saturday. Yep. Pike Ben Davis is Friday night. A lot of good games. For, I mean, there's good games everywhere. Um, Saturday is is. Um, I don't know. Saturday, there's there's some good games too. Carmel's at Plainfield. Plainfield's going to be will be better than they were last year. I mean, Plainfield was young last year. Yeah, like you said, let's see where I'm. Oh, I'm going to Oak Hill Norwell Saturday afternoon. That'll be fun. And then I'll probably end up at um, Fishers of Mount Vernon. Yeah, Bethel I, commit Luke McBride there against Huntington commit Landon Beagle. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Kind of like going to watch Carmel play teams they haven't played in a while. Plainfield would be that team, especially when I think the team they're going to play is good. But all right, man, well, let's get our reads. I was going to ask our locks. Did, did I see Cathedral, Cathedral play Jeffersonville this weekend? Last night, yeah, they blew Last them night? out. Oh, okay, I knew I saw the score. Right, I was kind of surprised. Was that some kind of shootout or something, or early no. season, or just a just a game? No, okay, I just think Jeffersonville. I think both teams are looking for a game and. I don't remember if they played this year last year or not. But, I mean, Cathedral went down there and popped them pretty good. Yes, I know. I saw that. You have your read ready? You want me to take it? Yeah, you can take it away. Box Out Sports is a leading online graphic solution, giving you the ability to create professional content in seconds to highlight your team and student-athletes this season. You can sign up for a free demo at boxoutsports.com, and that's for athletics directors, that's for teams or people who run clubs, anything. The graphic content, the video content is there for you at boxoutsports.com. Yep. Thank you for listening to Courtside Indiana podcast. If you listen every week, we certainly appreciate it. If not, please hit the subscribe or add button to your podcast app to get them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. And as always, we'd appreciate our rating and review, especially those five-star ratings. And you can reach us directly on our Courtside Indiana Twitter and Instagram at Courtside IND. That's Courtside IND on Twitter and Instagram. All right, who were your locks last week? Uh, I thought Riley was going to get Laporte, and then I said, what, Ben Davis over Zionsville, right? Yeah. So I was one for one. One for one. I was – or one for two. I was one. I was one for two as well. I did – Or one for two, yeah, sorry. Carmel over Zionsville. Wow, we both picked Zionsville lose this week. <laughs> um, last year Ben Davis started zero two. This year Zionsville's last year Zionsville started two and zero. This year they're zero two. And that's just a tough way to start the season for both those teams. Last year Fishers beat Ben Davis to start the year, and then which I think was kind of a surprise, and then Zionsville beat him in a in a very tight game. And then this year it's flipped. Ben Davis got two wins this week, and Zionsville went over. Uh, Carmel went one and one this week. Just some of the teams I saw. I didn't see Ben Davis play this week, but um, my locks last week were Providence over Brownstown. That did not happen. Uh, but in Brown in Providence's defense, Casey Kalen uh, got undercut going to the basket fell and broke his left wrist so he played about three minutes of that game Oof. all the more reason to have an expanded all the more reason to have a restricted zone in high school basketball and all the more reason to expand that thing to the width of the lane it would eliminate plays like that 
at least as an option. Um, and then I picked Carmel over Zionsville mostly because the la- the home team won now the last six six games in that matchup. What are your locks this week? Locks, I'm going to go South Bend, Washington over Elkhart on Tuesday night. And I'm picking Penn over Crown Point that I'll be at on Saturday night. Say that again, Penn over Crown Point. Penn over Crown Point, and then South Bend, Washington over Elkhart. Locals for me. I'm sticking local this week. I want to keep track of these. I'm going up north for the for mine. Oh, box of the week. Blackhawk Christian is going to beat Fort Wayne North, and we need Dominique here. If Dominique was here. There'd, there'd be more juice to that one because <laughs> he's really high on Fort Wayne North, and they are they are probably better than they were last year. But they got thumped by Cathedral too. I don't think. Well, hopefully, hopefully Cathedral doesn't beat everybody by forty. Well, he and he's he's high on Fort Wayne North, but he picked somebody else to win that sectional, didn't he? That is true. That is true. So Blackhawk Christian over Fort Wayne North and Oak Hill over Norwell. That'd be a good one. That'd be a good one. That was the uh <clears throat> that was the sectional where Kyler said Oak Hill would would win that one easily. Go <laughs> well. Oops. So don't forget about Norwell. Yeah, really. They're really good. <laughs> don't forget about Norwell. Yeah, that'll be a good game. I'm looking forward to that afternoon game. See Beagle. Get to, get to see Landon play. Never a dull moment. I don't know that I like that drive to Ossian, Indiana. But uh, it, it's it's good. I've been there before. We got anything else? I don't think so. Man, that's it. All right. It seemed like it was short, but I'm sure we figured out a way to squeeze 45 minutes into this. Yeah. All right, Zach, we'll look forward to talking next week. And and it's it's nice. I guess if next week doesn't work out, we got more voices now. So if somebody doesn't show up or can't record in a given week, we we still go every Sunday. I'm looking forward to that. Record every Sunday. Get this thing to bed by the time the NFL starts. And um, publish it Monday morning. Yep. All right. Have a good day. Have a good week, Zach. You too.